from CSG Studios high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there entangled in the interwebs? We're back. Ross, hipsters, glasses, Martin in the house. folks. Welcome to the CSG Podcast, where the West lives. It lives on, on, and on, and on, and on. It just won't die. <laughs> won't die. Making his way all the way down here from Thornton, we got the king himself, Jeff Morton. What's up, everybody? And uh, I need to reiterate how great it is to have Ross, the world, or excuse me, countrywide traveler, back in our presence. Regional Regional traveler. I'm like, Regional. A, like a Ross addict. I get a Jones for him when I don't see him for a while. I know. We need him. We need him in here because we got some great stuff happening in the Mile High City. I know, right? The Broncos have one quarterback on the roster, and his name's not Peyton Manning, and it's not Brock Osweiler. The Nuggets have been playing a game called basketball, invented by James Naismith. Yes. Back in the 1700s? 1800s? <laughs> That's no. 1600s. I think it was, long, it was a long time ago. 1800s, BC. Yeah. yeah. And. He's Canadian. The Rockies donated their stadium to the Avalanche to play an outdoorsman's game. Outdoorsman's. In a very warm climate. <laughs> it was great. Did you guys go to the like, outdoors like, game? They were like hunting? Yes, they were. Yeah, they're like a woodsman. Hunting and fishing. <laughs> you can actually go to Pepsi Center now. Steve Yeiserman's head is up on the wall. I think Chris Osgood's head's up there now. So, Man. you know. The Avalanche got themselves with you, a few uh, fellas. You look at you bringing up names from the past there. They played in the uh, – my dad took uh, some people to the old-timers game Friday night where Yeiserman actually played in that oh, game. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Craziness. So should there be an outdoor basketball game at some point, the outdoor classic? Hmm. Didn't they do that on uh, Battleship or something? College oh, basketball. College basketball, yeah. That was, uh, but, but, but I know, remember Michigan State was involved, and I don't remember the other team. They played there, and then they did a preseason NBA game in Phoenix outdoors. Nuggets. And it got really cold, mm-hmm. from what I remember hearing from the players. Yep. So it didn't quite work out. Yeah, I don't think they need to play basketball outdoors. No. No. I hate that. I, I agree. I was just out with my, out in Elizabeth, my dad's for these amazing UFC fights that happened the other day. And uh, my little brother's out there shooting hoops outside, and I haven't shot a basket outside in, you know, a couple of a couple of fortnights. <laughs> Fortnite. So I, I took some shots outdoors. It was weird. There wasn't a lot of wind, so I didn't have to adjust for it. But I hated shooting for the wind. And outdoor hoops, the rims are never. If you're playing in a stationary hoop, the rims are like locked in place. Yeah. So like when no you give. when you dunk, like you just break it. That's my problem always. Oh, mine is shooting. I, I couldn't quite get up there to yeah. dunk. I do a lot of dunking. Are you talking about Shaq-esque bringing down the, the hoop kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, Burning down the house. All right, let's get to it. Brock Osweiler signs a deal with the Houston Texans. Four years, $72 million, somewhere around $37 million guaranteed. John Elway says of the signing and of Brock Osweiler, We've stayed true to our philosophy of building a team with players who want to be Denver Broncos and want to be here. That's been a successful approach for us. Peace out, Brock Osweiler. Enjoy Texas, you son of a gun. I mean, I, talk about you're not going to hear perfect like what you're not going to hear Brock Osweiler talk anywhere else in this town <laughs> except for on this show. This I is mean, the word we got exclusive Brock Osweiler talk. Talk about the ultimate 
you know, scenario where the stars aligned for Brock Osweiler to have this opportunity to sign this contract. I mean, he, without really doing much, he, but doing what he did well enough that, I mean, I, I don't blame him. I, I mean, most guys don't get this opportunity. I mean, I guess quarterbacks tend to get him a lot, but you think about just the economies of it there's a shortage of quarterbacks there's uh you know a, a high demand and you know think about a guy whose last game that he played is benched and then two months later signs you know 72 million dollar contract I, I wonder if that's ever happened yeah. for some reason you know he gets a pass for that i never felt but, he was benched based off of performance i mean that game against the charges where he was benched was I didn't deem it to be his fault, but, I mean, shit. They went back to Peyton. They won the Super Bowl. You can't complain about the results of what happened, right? Yeah, and it seems like people are kind of, like, arguing around that. Mm -hmm. Like, what happened happened, and you can't argue that it did happen. Yet, they're kind of like, yeah, but still, kind of discounting it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it actually did happen. They benched Brock, then Peyton Manning came in, and then the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Um, people have argued that they could have won the Super Bowl with Brock, and I don't know that that's true. I mean, think of how rare it is to win a Super Bowl and how difficult and how lucky you have to get and all the circumstances that have to fall into place. And you're trying to say that one of the main pieces of a NFL football team is in the quarterback. If you swapped out that variable, the result would be the same. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I, people are trying. People are getting too smart for their own good. I think, like, way too smart. Like, just mm-hmm. you know, it happened, and this is what happened. You know, deal with it. <laughs> it was the perfect scenario. It, it was the perfect storm. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I think people are viewing. Some people are viewing this whole Brock thing as a blunder on Elway's part. I, I, I can't get on board with that. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like the Broncos had. Apparently, a certain amount, somewhere around $40 million, I don't know how much guaranteed to go to him. Should they have moved off that number? Mm. Should, they have, should they have matched Houston? And apparently, from reports coming out, had the Broncos matched, he still wouldn't have come back. He didn't want to be here. I, th- I, don't, I think they I, – I knew that something was amiss when the Broncos released their contract details before he had signed it last week. I'm like, ugh, that's never a good sign. Because usually you, if something's going well, you learn the contract terms after they sign it. And I'm like, oh, that's just, that's just not good. That's just, to me, the sign that there was something going wrong. And but we've known that for a little while. Like, my people had maybe known. Jeff, your people had known. We had my people. people. Yeah. Our people. I knew, and I don't even have any people. <laughs> just, just hi, Roscoe, on Twitter. Follow him on there. He knows. So, like, what, what about this? I mean... It the, you know, the whole thing about the Broncos just having the season and the fact that they had all these guys that were going to get paid, and a lot of those guys are now gone. Um, Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson, Jackson, right, and Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Like, they're gone. Danny Trevathan out the door. Yeah. So is the formula um, more on the side of, okay, I'm going to win a Super Bowl with underpaid players, you know, getting more for what you pay for, and then my talent as a, an architect, as a GM, is I go find the next group of players. That's that's what these guys are paid for. 
So we never pay the we don't pay you can't pay everybody a hundred million dollars. Right. So you know, I mean, there are guys that are very well paid on the Broncos, but there's a certain amount of money that is that these guys, these GMs, will allocate to a position, yeah. not a player. And they say, at this position, we can only go to this amount of money, and how much money you put into the budget for that position is dependent on the other guys, players, and roles and positions on that team. So if you were to say, uh, I can't believe they got rid of Brock, and then I said to you, well, would you rather have Brock or Von Miller? What's the answer there? <laughs> right. And, and that's not just a hypothetical. That's true. You know, would you rather have Brock or a lot of different pieces? And how many how many pieces come off the team because you signed Brock at that outrageous number? And you got to get lucky anyway, even even if you get all the guys you want. And we knew the Broncos were going to have to do work on the offensive line, right? They've released Louis Vasquez. They brought in this Donald whoever, Stevenson from the Chiefs or whoever his name is. They're going to have to put money into those positions, like you're saying, Ross. Like they have to, you know, they have to allocate money. The Broncos in '97 lost guys too. Alan Aldridge signed with the Detroit Lions. I think he was one of their linebackers on the '97 Super Bowl team. Yeah. You guys are like, who's Alan Aldridge? Right? I was like, just about you, to you say, remember who? Yeah, and then they had who? Gary Zimmerman what retired. Are you, a fucking owl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had Gary Zimmerman retire after the first Super Bowl. They bring in Tony Jones to play tackle. They trade for him with Baltimore. Like yeah. you have to find replacement guys. It's just a fact of life in the NFL. Guys are going to chase money. You have to replace them. I think the Broncos will ultimately be okay. It's going to be interesting to me if they actually trade for Colin Kaepernick, which is one option they may choose to go with because he's going to be making I think nineteen million if they trade for him. Something like that. Yeah. Something around there. So but it's they like, wouldn't pay him that. I don't know. I mean, if they got rid of Brock and then brought on somebody like Kaepernick but and then you, paid him more, I mean, then I don't Who would you rather pay, that. though? Like, if, if the price of keeping Brock was $18 million or getting Kaepernick at 19 Kaepernick's, you know, more proven in some senses. He's been to a Super he's Bowl. He's proven that he's not a good quarterback. In a bad situation. I mean, but in, I th- in a I bad think, situation. I think it more but... comes down to, I mean... Brandon Spano just released an article saying that basically Brock didn't want to be here. It didn't matter if the Broncos matched the numbers. He was he was gone. He didn't want to be here. Well, okay, so there's that. There's the other thing, too. Like, it's not just the money. It's, it's that Brock was treated poorly. And I don't buy that argument because um, – and, and if it's true that that's why, then that's even more evidence that, that, that it's, we're, we should be glad Brock's gone because if you think about it, there's been a pattern with Brock. Um, if he was really he was replaced in the San Diego Chargers game, yeah. not necessarily because of his performance, but because of his lack of ability to lead, his um, lack of ability to take control. Right? Yeah. That's why they were. That's why they swapped him out. They, it just wasn't happening. So get get Peyton back in there. Okay. Then two, if he's upset about that, right? If he can't see the situation he's in as being like unprecedented, like. Just a crazy scenario. Like everyone and, knew and it's he can't, last year. Yeah, and he can't get that. Then all right, that's that's strike two, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and then if he doesn't want to continue on a team, be a part of a team that could stand a very good chance of going back to the Super Bowl, if not next year, within the next few years, if you know they rebuild some of these missing pieces, and he takes the money, then what does that say? It says. 
I need to take advantage of this contract because I don't know if I'll ever get it again. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's almost like a lack of confidence in himself, which is the same reason why he got benched. It's the same reason why he's upset about it. I like that And angle. it's the same reason yeah. why he's gone. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, a la Kyle Orton, uh, Tony <laughs> Romo, right? Not All Kyle these guys <laughs> that are pretty good, and they're fine. There's, you know. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know. But you don't want to pay him $18 million well, a year because then you – are crippling your team with the weight well, of that contract, and then that, then it's it's limiting. Well, I remember um, right at halftime as Gary Kubiak in that San Diego game, as they're interviewing, as he's going to halftime, um, he tells the sideline reporter, "Brock has got, got to make a play." He says, "One of the Brock has to decide he's going to make a play." And then halfway through the third quarter, I think that right after that fumble by. I forget who it was, either C.J. Anderson or Emmanuel Sanders, one of those. One of the two. <laughs> one of those. And then he pulls him. And part of the reason was Brock wasn't taking control. There wasn't, he wasn't doing his job, as yeah. Kubiak put it. There wasn't, there wasn't that element of it. And you had seen that in fits and starts as in the seven games that Brock played, specifically the, the second half of the Pittsburgh game and the second half of the uh, Raiders game. And both of those were cataclysmic issues. And and then it was happening again in San Diego where things were just going wrong and he couldn't take control. He couldn't. Well, you have someone on the bench who has like 18 years of taking control. In, in Kubiak's mind, you have to go back to that, regardless of how bad he was playing. You really have to go back to someone who can take control. And and Brock just never could do that. Now maybe that was a symptom of him being a um, this being the first seven starts of his career, whatever it is. Brock at that time with this team that was Super Bowl able to go to the Super Bowl and and, and as we saw win a Super Bowl, they needed someone who was able to take control and, and do that sort of thing. And that guy that has eighteen years, right? Yep. What did he do last year? Uh, they say Peyton, take a pay cut. Yeah. Peyton goes, fine, but if I win the Super Bowl, you're paying me that money, right? Yep. You take a pay cut for $4 million, but if I win a Super Bowl, you're giving me that $4 million back. Yeah. And Elway's like, Yeah, I think yeah, it was $2 absolutely. million to win the AFC Championship and then $2 million to win the Super Bowl. Right. So yep. he's like, yeah. And so what back. is that? That's confidence in your ability, right? Yep. Look at yeah. If you look at three of the top five quarterbacks of all time, and, and I only know this off the top of my head. I don't know if others – guys in this category have done this. Yeah. But Elway, Brady, and Peyton Manning all have something in common, is that they're considered top five quarterbacks, yeah. um, arguably number one, each of them. Mm-hmm. And they all took pay cuts at some point in their career. I think Brady's making like $9, million. Nine yeah, million to help the team. Okay, um, They have never, as far as I know, been on TMZ for like getting in a shoving match at a pizza joint at 2 a.m. <laughs> They've never done that. So, so like all of these things are like, well, that's not Brock. Uh, that's not Brock, and you keep keep pulling these these uh, very like these uh, these attributes out of the Brock column. The more and more we learn about yep. it, you know, just like well, that's that, that's not Brock, that's not Brock, you know. So now now what is Brock? Brock's a quarterback for the Houston Texans. Congratulations, that's a really great category to be in. <laughs> yeah, you know, good luck. That, like that's like what the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. You're right? the next Matt Look Shaw. at the long, the long <laughs> history of Bronco or he Texans could, quarterbacks. He could be the next David Carr. <laughs> yeah. well, I think like like you guys were talking about, you know, 
Vernon Davis gets traded here towards the end of the season from the 49ers. And what does he say to anyone that will listen? I've always wanted to play with Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. We've seen it this year in the NBA with Kobe Bryant going into his you know, his uh, farewell tour of all these players. The Nuggets have like 10 guys that love Kobe Bryant. Peyton Manning is a beloved NFL legend that when he came back onto the field, the fans freaked out, the team played better. Like you guys said, you have that leader. Do you guys remember that ovation he got when he he walked onto the field? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, it was it. like amazing. And and then I, I thought about it. I'm like, well, okay, yeah. As soon as that happened, I'm like, that's why he's coming back. Yeah, so you know, you, yeah. I mean, you rallied around that. You win the Super Bowl, whatever, whatever. And if we're going to look at, you know, could Osweiler have come back with the Broncos? Did they have an actual number, or was he just had his mind made up on not coming back? If they trade for Colin Kaepernick and he's making $19 million a year, then you know that Brock Osweiler did not want to come back, and perhaps the Broncos did not want him back because they found out, like, like Ross was saying, like you were saying, Jeff, that he's not the guy to lead this kind of team. So we're going to find out pretty soon if they if they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's basically a, a walking interception garbage can for a, a cheap contract, and we'll find out that the Broncos did have a set number. But if they, they go with Kaepernick, you know that it was Brock wanting There's to walk no away and the Broncos wanting him to walk away. At $19 million. No way. <laughs> I want it, you know, man. It's, I want it. Let me ask you something. Kaepernick? Let me ask you something. Race, can they, can yeah. they trade for him and then restructure? I would think that that would be a part of the trade. You would have to. Like, I mean, always like, I'll take your garbage, but I'm not paying you. It, you guys pick up $16 million of that 19 yeah. You have to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never looked but into dude, the, the NFL with, contracts that deeply. But The I, thing with Kaepernick, though, he lost his head coach, Jim Harbaugh, the guy that believed in him. The GM diluted the talent around him from everywhere. The, they had the, one of their best defenders retired. Their defense leaves. Their offense is diluted with talent. The GM, Colin Kaepernick, believes has lied to him at every turn. I mean, this is a player that was playing in a very unhappy situation. I don't think that a change of scenery, I, I think it would be a great thing for him. I think yeah, Kaepernick's I, I the mean, man, man. I mean, that's fine for him, Woo, but I just Kaepernick. hope that scenery isn't here. <laughs> It's just, uh, Nate Timmons, uh, the uh, new agent for old What's-His-Race. Cut, Cole Quit, <laughs> give me Kaepernick. I'm in. Well, Out it, with Cole Quit, a, in with Kaepernick. You know, it, it's interesting because what are the Broncos going to do now? We're going to freaking trade for Kaepernick. I mean, He's going to rush for close to 1,000 yards. Yeah, that's that's He's going to throw for 3,000. That's fine. 28 touchdowns. 14 interceptions. But, the, you know, the Broncos. <laughs> Super Bowl. 51. You know, the, what is really interesting was the Broncos went. He's Tony Jones. After set, telling everyone on the planet they weren't going to, to get into a bidding war with the uh, Texans, last minute raised their deal to almost to $16 million and $30 million guaranteed, which was a bit rich for the Broncos even then. Well, I'm sure that that falls into the equation, right? Like, they're like, we can do this yeah. and then not. And at that point, we are not ruining the, the team. Like, we're not crippling our team. Is that a serious offer, though, or is that just an offer to try to save face? Of, well, hey, you never know what a competitive offer. This is the Rockies do that shit all the time. So, you know. At, uh, at what point do people just be like, okay, um, you know, I think L.A. knows what he's doing. You know, it's not five division titles in a row, the greatest offense of all time, turning around two years later, and then forming the best defense of all time and winning yeah. a Super Bowl. Like, I mean, he got DeMarcus Ware. I mean, he's had a good we, draft picks. Derek but they've already, they've already lost Malik Jackson and uh, Dan Trevathan today. Mm-hmm. And 
there's defections, and then they, they released a whole bunch of offensive guys, which, let's face it, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, Daniels is gone! Yeah, it doesn't matter. Those guys need to be gone. And I, never thought I'd, I never thought I'd be unhappy with Owen Daniels being released. He was amazing! Are you concerned yeah, that they won't be awesome. able to replace Malik Jackson and uh, uh, Danny Trevathan? I think Trevathan, I think, would more easily replace than Malik. Malik was a backup, though. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's a... I mean, he was a, good. That's was, another one of those things, right? Like... When you win the Super Bowl, right? This happens. And when, you know, right? Like, now it's time for these guys to get paid. But didn't we think the and Broncos were up shit creek when Terrence Knighton left? Yeah. Pot and roast was good, was right? Uh, was that last year? or whatever, too, a couple years ago? <laughs> yeah. Doomerville and the, the fax machine thing? These NFL guys are a dime a dozen. That's man. true. <laughs> that's true. That's why they have non-guaranteed contracts. <laughs> well, that's why, I mean, when you think about the success of a particular player, right? being so dependent on the other guys that play with him, right? Even the other guys on the other side of the ball, right? If your offense is awful and you are spending the majority of the time on defense, you guys wear out, you guys get hurt, that type of thing, right? Like, that's why you can't have one contract that just sucks up all the money. And and that's why I think some of the guys, you know, like, well, if you look at the guys that we just lost, you know, I have no problem with it. I mean, they got their Super Bowl. Now go get paid. There is life outside of football. I think that's becoming evidently clear for a lot of these guys, right? You know, yeah, go Calvin get Johnson paid. Just retired, right? Yeah. Calvin Johnson retired. Who, wait, like, who retired? <laughs> Sound a little more phlegmy than usual. <laughs> I'm eating. <laughs> get some pepperoni stuck in your throat there. <laughs> but like, I mean, go do it. But then. Then now it's always job to go out and find that next group of guys that are not like they they need to go yeah. discover these guys and that's what a GM's supposed to do. And that's what he's been and doing. When you look at the teams, the franchises that are just historically shitty, just like the Texans. decades, like the Texans <laughs> or the Browns, right? Yeah. yeah, they don't know what they're doing, and they go off and they make these blockbuster acquisitions and and you know and they pay all this money and they and they get the fans which are not that smart all excited right like oh my god we got this guy and then it's like okay now your team is fucked for 10 years yeah so congratulations you know uh, elway seems to get that and there's like it's interesting there's old guys that are kind of on their way out and then there's young guys that are on their way up and that's where you get the most most bang for your buck I mean, it's ironic that we didn't do that with Peyton and we paid a lot of money, but <laughs> they almost accidentally proved that the quarterback position isn't as valuable as it maybe it once was. You, you perfect, you know, old guys on the way out, Peyton Manning, gone, retires from the NFL. Did you guys watch his, uh, I did. his press conference? I didn't, but then I, I did listen to it, uh, his, not the whole conference, but that speech and it was good. It's better than always. I forget sometimes, like when you know you watch Peyton play this year, and he has his ups and downs, or as D'Angelo Williams said, he was garbage. You know, you watch him play this season, and whatever, whatever. But when you listen to him, when you listen to him talk, you're like, oh shit! Like this guy is amazing. He's got this photographic memory. He can recall plays where he handed off to a guy in you know week three in Indianapolis and year 2004 and it ran this way so that's why they ran this play again and 
I mean, you just realize that you're watching a rare commodity. You're watching one of the greatest players ever. And listening to his retirement speech, I was like, I was ready for Peyton to retire. He was done, whatever, whatever. But I listened to his speech, and I think, holy shit, like we got to see one of the greatest of all time do we did. this. We did. And, and listening to his speech was just like, again, he just he's so smart. And I just – I wonder what's next for him too because, you know, there's nothing like being an athlete. You'll never have your name shine more than when you're in cleats or pads mm-hmm. or – shoes or whatever and listening to Peyton's speech was just remarkable I think you know we were lucky to get to see him play we got to see him play really well really shitty whatever but it was awesome man why why do you think that so many people in Denver were so suspicious of Peyton and Kubiak and Elway this entire season like they like there was so much cloak and dagger conspiracy thoughts going around like yeah they're not shooting us straight and they're lying through their teeth and they're dodging questions and all this stuff. And like at the end of, you know, I remember when, when they, uh, when they benched Peyton, right. And then for all those weeks, they wouldn't say Peyton's Brock's the guy, Brock's the guy, Brock's the guy. Like, did it ever occur to anybody that these are just simple football guys and they maybe don't really know what they're doing and they're just kind of playing it, going out every day and trying to do the best they can. Mm. And, and they're not lying, I believe, you know, because I, I believe you had a tweet about that. I think they're just <laughs> after after the Peyton came back. You, I believe it was Ross Martin who said uh, uh, Gary Kubiak was true to his word. He never lied. <laughs> he, well, he was. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying he's a genius, <laughs> no. but I'm saying he's just uh, like I don't know. Well, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing. We're going to go practice today. Yeah. yeah. And then how continually people just get it wrong, like. No matter how much you pay attention, no matter how many press conferences you attend, no matter how many practices you attend, all these guys that are in the media just they just never stop getting it wrong yeah. ever. And, and, good and then they get one thing right, and they like can't stop patting themselves on the back yeah. when they're batting like point zero 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 three. Like I, I still think that had Peyton Manning been guaranteed a starting job for next season, whether it was with the Broncos, the Rams, maybe the Texans, maybe not. Whoever it was, I think if he was guaranteed a starting role with the team, he might have come back. Well, of course, he said as much. Yeah, right. He said, "I." He didn't know. Like the whole time, he said, "I'll retire when uh, they don't want me anymore." Yeah, I mean that's what he said essentially. Like when I feel like I can contribute and a team wants me, I'll keep playing. So there you go again. Like he's just—I mean, these guys like aren't Machiavellian, right? They're yeah, just they're- like dumb football guys Machiavelli. And, I, and, I, and i think if he would have felt like you said i don't, I don't well, know if he wouldn't have been able to play or not like he probably just wasn't able to play his well, foot was probably just hurting him and he's I, like well let me try to work out this week nope still hurting let's try it again next week nope i have that i wake up some mornings and i'm freaking i feel like i'm 900 years old i you know well, i you look fantastic i'll never forget Boom. when the broncos finally played peyton manning they never played him from 98 until 2002 i think when the, he came here, and there was it was a snowy game, and it was one of those games where um, remember Ray Rhodes. We need like music to play when Jeff goes into one of these stories. Oh, I remember when. And gather round. Ray Ray Rhodes was the Broncos' uh, defensive coordinator. <laughs> I forgot about Ray Rhodes. And he had this former Eagles head coach. He had this cockamamie idea to rush one person and drop. Everyone into coverage. <laughs> he rushed one person and dropped everyone. Into co- and Peyton Manning tore the Broncos up. 
I mean, it was it ended up being a close game, but it, he just completely picked about throttling. And I'll never forget that day. I, I turned to my dad, who was watching the game with, and I said, Peyton Manning just performed surgery on the Broncos. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Colonoscopy. And I hated watching it as a Bronco when he was with the Colts because the Broncos would go into the playoffs and then lose by tremendous margins to him because he was a just that much of a – I mean, he really was the surgeon as a quarterback. And then when the Broncos got him, managed to get him here, even after four neck surgeries, I was like kind of jazzed because oh, I, I remember what dude. he did. I, I mean, this podcast was going on at the time, you know? And it never ends. I got a, I got a <laughs> speeding, goes on and on. on, I, was, and on. I was on Brighton Boulevard, and I got a speeding ticket listening to them announce on radio that, brought, that uh, Peyton Manning was coming here signing a contract. And I was going like 40 and a 30, and I, all of a sudden I get this bike cop motions for me to pull over. And I'm like, are you shitting me? We just signed Peyton Manning. Everything should be legal for the next 15 minutes. Legal. It's the purge, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's 2012, God. March 2012. And hasn't it been, isn't Peyton Manning an exciting quarterback? Yeah, when the Broncos and, almost and signed Steve Young, when they worked him out, and then he ended up retiring for concussions, I was what? jazzed. That happened? Yeah, yeah when Shanahan was in, here. I was like, when do I get to watch Steve Young? But we got to watch Peyton Manning. 2000, right? Well, now think about Brock. Like, let's let's just leave uh, his football (laughs) abilities on the side. Like, let's say he's just whatever. Isn't he just like the most boring guy ever? Just boring old Brock. Shoving women. Answering questions so boring and dumb and just stupid, boring, blah, blah, Brock. Now we don't have to put up with that. Yeah. So that's one good thing. I was certainly I the, like the best Go looking of the, of, the Bron- of the Broncos quarterback since Elway, probably. What did you say? Probably the best looking quarterback. What? Greasy? Who? Greasy is dreamy. Greasy was not dreamy. I missed anything what you said. I didn't hear no, it. No, He's no, talking no. about the attractiveness of quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. He was probably the most, he likes most Brock attractive. Little, Brock's little rat face. Hey. <laughs> I have a thing for tall guys. Bill Simmons said uh, his wife stopped walking through the living room when Brock was on TV and was like, who is that? And he was like, ah, shit. She's and, seen he, him. and Brock's up like, two, two, two. Yeah. Have fun in Houston. Bye-bye. Well, goodbye, Peyton, by the way. Thank you for four years of, of that was man, the, that's a tremendous run. That's the best damn retirement speech I've ever heard. Yeah, and yeah, that was awesome. think about it. He goes the AFC divisional title. Probably should have won the Super Bowl that year. That was one of the best Bronco teams we've had recently. Next year they go to the Super Bowl. You know, then the next year they're in the playoffs again, lose disappointingly, and then they win the Super Bowl. That is from four years. That is a in the modern NFL. That is a tremendous run. Yes, and the Broncos have nothing to be ashamed of at all. Why would they won the Super Bowl? Why is that even? Why is that even mentioned? Because people are, are <laughs> because they didn't, dumb. Because they didn't sign Brock. And, there's, and there's, it's all a failure. There's idiots out there who are like like Mac. The Brock signing who are like the real Super Bowl. It's the, the end of the world because they didn't sign Brock Osweiler. Well, I mean, what else are they going to talk about? Yeah, that's just I true. mean, you can't just talk about how great things are because nobody's going to listen. Who was it uh, that told us? Was it Gary Miller when he was on the podcast a few years ago? Where he said, in his, "Oh yeah, uh, after uh, in his very nice living room, yeah, his, yes, his yes, floral, nice. floral. We're the only people to ever sit on that furniture in his house. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those living rooms where, yeah, you, nobody was allowed in the sitting room. Um, 
But he was like, yeah, you know, after they lose, we get way more listeners, right? Yeah. So there's got to be some sort of horrible thing going on or else. I mean, if you're talking about. It's an interesting thing, though, isn't it? If you're talking about sports radio. Yeah, Yeah, because everybody wants to offer up what could be done better or the Monday morning quarterback angle, right? Because everyone's an expert afterwards. You don't have shit to say when a team wins except, hell yeah! Hell yeah! Drink me a Budweiser! (laughs) You guys want to hear the greatest stat of all time that I heard on Bill Simmons' podcast and then verified for myself so I can make Mm -hmm. sure it was correct? John Elway's career record against the New England Patriots. Any guesses? Mm, 10 and 0. Exactly right. No, really? <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. You do not get points for that because you guessed. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> 10 and 0 against He totally the guessed that. And oh, he my only, God. He only played the Dolphins in his career two times. That's right. No way. Lost How was that possible? He, only, the he lost were in the playoffs very much. But they're in the AFC. Like, you only played them twice, and Elway played for like 500 years. They played them once in 85 and once in uh, 2000, or excuse me, in 1998. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Woo! Elway! I, I'd rather have I you guess LA. things than just know it. <laughs> yeah, see, the only, the only sports poster I have in this whole room has Jean Elway on it. God, God. God. Mr. Alcoholic Kid Shover. That's another. That's the other thing. I mean, Elway probably went on a pretty good bender after that Super Bowl. He probably went out drinking with Brock and was like, "Yo, this guy can't hang at all." Yeah, Peyton can probably hang. I bet Peyton can slow him down. Elway was like, "You pussy, Brock." (laughs) Can't handle your scotch. Go get me a pizza. Yeah, you know who could? <laughs> but, but John, it's too. Give me a pizza. You know who couldn't hang with Red ninety eight. Pussy. <laughs> who couldn't hang with Elway was Matt Russell. <laughs> yeah, old Matt Russell. Is he still around? They have to fire. I think him. he's still there. All right. See, that's there. another place where you find value. People who cannot be hired anywhere else. That's true. Very. You very cannot be true. hired because you know you have a. One of the worst DUIs you could possibly get. <laughs> you were so drunk that you were. People were wondering if you're you're like legally dead as you're trying. Unfireable. So funny story. I won't name this person. They have been on this podcast before. Oh, but uh, he was not drunk, but he was in uh, a ski town, and uh, he was driving his car, and some person, like. Slid it through the intersection and made his really boneheaded move and crashed into a car. And this person, a friend of ours, is so pissed off that he's getting out of his car to yell at that person, but forgets to put his car in dry or in park, and that car just crashes into a Oh, my God. Car. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to hear who it is after the show. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's a bad night right there. Uh, that is not good for anybody. Not good at all. You know, it has been good, boys. The Denver Nuggets. Oh, here we go. They've That's, been playing good. Have they? I was going to ask you guys. They have been. Well, you've been to probably as many games as we've been to. Well, no, I, not quite that. Uh, no. Nah. But well, they, uh, I've been to a lot, but, you know. They uh, put I, a... For, the, for those of you out there who are doubting Ross's, you know, knowledge of the Nuggets, he actually has attended games this year. And, Nobody uh, doubt. Who doubts my knowledge on the Nuggets? <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> can't doubt Ross's uh, knowledge. You can't, like, say, okay... This person over here is a seventh grader at Aurora Middle School who literally knows nothing is doubting my knowledge. (laughs) That person doesn't count. I've got to to say, so the Nuggets have been playing. We don't really. Yes, that's right. We don't don't really count that, do we? So the Nuggets have been playing better ball 
want to shout out real quick today. They did a event at the gold crown field house in Lakewood for the special Olympics. They hosted their skills clinic oh, today. Damn it. Gold crown was special Olympics. Gold crown. I, field I was house. in gold crown. Well, no, it was at the gold crown field house. It was a special Olympics event. It's awesome. But it's like, I just thought it was regular basketball. <laughs> Could be for you. Damn it. My parents so, never told me. So that, that, first, that first team all school wasn't exactly what we thought it was. Damn it. I got to go back and look at those trophies. You guys are dicks. Well, my first thing, this is always a special event for me because the first time when I, when I got into wanting to cover the Nuggets on a regular basis, I exchanged emails with the Nuggets PR guys, and finally Tim Gell had told me, okay, if you want to cover the team, like, you know, we come down and cover the Special Olympics event we're doing today back in 2012. I go to that event. Awesome event. Awesome to see the players interact with guys. So I, I, try, to, that. I try to make it there every year yeah. just because it's, it's uh, the first thing I ever got to cover with the Nuggets. So it's always been special to me and uh, special for Ross, I guess, since he's playing it as well. <laughs> um, but it was awesome. It was cool to see the players there and see them interacting with guys. They, they looked, uh, I mean, based on the videos that you had out there, Nate, they looked uh, – genuinely happy to be there and it looked uh, like they're having fun yeah especially i mean this was i think a younger group than in years past there's some really little kids and nuggets are having a blast with them nikola Jokic was picking kids up and screaming and stuff it was it was fantastic i saw there's one video i think anilo had it where he's tossing a kid into the air <laughs> this is like this big seven foot guy from eastern europe is just throwing this this kid in the end of the era but he looked like he was having like a tremendous amount of fun you know yeah it was a blast it was fun but the nuggets have been playing better they beat the knicks last night carmelo anthony has never won in denver as a new york nick how about that hmm. is that better than elway's By the way, stat? nate you didn't do the crowd noise when we did a transition to the subject that's fine <laughs> computer's way too far away <laughs> All that reaching. But Mello hasn't won in Denver. That's awesome. 0-3. Oh, man. Since being a New York Knicks. That's Is that right. better than Elway's stat of 10-0 against the Patriots? What's better? <laughs> Which one do you like the most? I mean, what? I mean, ask yeah. a serious question. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's the same. What are we? The what fact that Nuggets have, have, what beat, are we talking about have here? beat Carmelo Anthony three times <laughs> in like four years. That's way better than Elway. Crushing the Patriots. Beating the Patriots ten times. Yeah. <laughs> There, but those I mean, weren't even like the Tom Brady Patriots. It <laughs> was like the shitty Patriots. Did you guys start the podcast? Because that wasn't on the first year. Did you guys start it when Mello was still on the team? Or was Mello traded by then? Do you guys remember? No, he was still on the team because I came back from Casper in 2011. And we started it, I think, in 2011. Or early 2012. There, thereabouts. And then Mello it was, was close. Mello was, traded, Mello was traded February because it's the fifth as of this last February, is the fifth anniversary of Mello being dealt to uh, to New York. Are all of our first podcasts still up on the internet? <laughs> I I are so. they? Oh, I, I used to on the to, I used to listen to those just to, oh, the much anticipated, <laughs> long awaited. But, uh, for those of you who don't, I mean, as opposed to now, where we're, we're so polished. <laughs> for those of you did, who, who don't know, Ross used to be the guy who was doing what Nate does, as being directing the podcast and stuff like that. So if you listen to those early podcasts, it's uh, it's it's a trip. I I don't like the way you just phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's the truth. If you guys right? don't know. 
Ross used to be in the driver's seat, and those were just awful. We took, <laughs> we took them out. <laughs> we had to repurpose Ross. We had to. We, we had, had to. We, didn't we fire had him. to put him we somewhere else. We wanted to fire him, but he owns the mixer. <laughs> we didn't fire him. We just reassigned him. We just reassigned him. That's why you think in the last four years you guys could scrape together 68 bucks to buy a mixer, and you could say goodbye to me forever. This mixer's fantastic. So I, I, bought, the, I bought the recorder. I, I did my good deed. You did, yeah. We but, found out there's only two plugs for a mic. We're like, damn it, we got to keep Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got to do. Um, but you know, it was the you know, the five years since they traded Melo, and I was actually as we were watching the game last night, I turned to the, uh, to Matt Moore who was sitting next to me uh, from CBS Sports, and I'm like, this is kind of sad. And he goes, what do you mean? Well, you, it's not sad that they traded Melo. And I no, I said it's, it's just. It's just sad because I remember this guy as a 19-year-old uh, as a nugget. I said I was... With his cornrows yeah. and his bright future. And I'm looking at him now, and he's 31 years old, and he's a New York Nick. And it just it just made me sad watching it. Not in a, like, I wish the Nuggets still had him way. Just, just overall, just kind of... It was a sad moment. And I think that it, it was... It's, it's weird to watch. It's still for me. It's not weird to watch him anymore in a Knicks uniform. It's just... Weird to think that he spent almost eight years in Denver. Yeah, he seems know. more like a Nick than a Nugget now. He does. <laughs> that's what I think of him. I think of him as a Nick now. It's just like, and, and five years ago, it seems like a lifetime ago now. Yeah. Lots happened those five years. That's true. You suck, Moo. You have an <laughs> iPhone, by the way, Ross? Yeah? Yes. <laughs> I remember I saw you with your six plus. Yeah. And I was like. It's awesome, isn't it? You nerd. And I was like, can I see that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, times are changing. That's true. We used to have small phones. Now we got big phones. We used to have shitty stars like Mello. Now we got uh, Nikola computers. Jokic. We used to have big computers. Now we have small computers. Yeah, it's crazy. We used yeah. to have two Super Bowl championships. Now we have three. Three of them. My prediction that the computers. We used to have one Western Conference Finals appearance. Now we, we have, have two. We have three. We do. Oh. They've been to the Western Conference Finals three times? 78, 85. We used to have three. Now we have three. Three. That's still the same. Talk about large contracts crippling a franchise for years. Case in point. Our beloved Nuggets. Of course, it's totally different in basketball. Yeah. It's funny how they're so different. You know, even seeing today, like, people on Twitter complaining about NFL players taking money, not taking money. It's such a big argument. And I guess the same thing in the NBA, right? Like, at the NBA, I think the NFL, the media excuses guys for not having loyalty because they're like, hey, he's got to chase the money. And in the NBA, they're like, that piece of crap, he's not loyal. Well, see, the thing is, the big difference, I think, is that in the NBA, even if you're, like, kind of in the middle, you're making $10 million a year, right? Like, in the NFL, most guys are not going to make $10 million a year. That's a serious contract. You guys yeah. have like guys like Nene making eleven and twelve million dollars a year, like yeah. basically like mediocre guys. He's a free agent this summer. He might get a a nice fat one or two year deal. Yeah, too. And you know, I was thinking about this because yeah, he he should be the cornerstone of any great great team's championship hopes. Well, and the and the, and the NBA basically benefits from the law of averages because there's only four hundred and twenty NBA players, and there's two thousand something NFL players. And their cap is, is that in an accurate number. Yep. Let's do some addition real fast. And and it's like there's 53 players on that you have to pay on every every play. Pay pay three or 55? 50, 55. Yeah, 55 man rosters. Yeah, 
So you do 55 times 30, and you get like 2,000 something. 1,590. I think. Yeah, Wait, how many teams are there? 32. Shit. Hold on. And what did you add at? 30. 1,696. Yeah. Just shy of 2,000. That's a lot of gosh darn players. And there's only 400, 400 in the NBA. Yeah, 432 or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like it, you, you just it's the law of averages and people get freaked out by the numbers. But I mean, 450, you just you have to give players a certain percentage of the cap. And when you have uh, a TV deal come in, you know, the cap goes up and the money has to go somewhere. So it goes back to the players. And, oh, and not the fans. Well, why would they do that? We couldn't discount the pretzels or something. <laughs> you know what they should do? Wasn't there a team this year that discounted all their tickets, Nate? They're like, fan appreciation night. Uh, next 10% discount on pretzels. Next season, the Nets have like a 24% cut in ticket prices or something I mean, like why that. don't more teams do that? Have you guys ever eaten because, food? Because, dude, they're greedy freaking billionaires. <laughs> yes, Have you guys ever eaten I mean, food in a never eaten Pepsi food. Center suite? <laughs> Look at look at Nate. He's never eaten food. Um, yes, I have had food in the suite. Isn't I have not. I have too. Absolutely disgusting. It's awful. not the best. Not good. The Coors Field Just food is much worst. better in the Coors Field food is. I mean, I've never had food the wings in the there. The wings become like a pile of mush. It's like a gelatinous, disgusting, <laughs> mushy. I will tell you one hundred percent. The food at the food at Coors Field, the sweets are really good. The bratwursts are amazing. The brats out in like the regular place suck. Oh, they like they save the good stuff for the for the sweets, mm. <laughs> but it's really good. And they, uh, yeah, but I didn't like. But see, I like the sweets at the Pepsi Center better. Just in like sight line, and when you sit in the suite at uh, at the Coors Field, you're just missing out on the experience of being in the in the stadium. Yeah, it's like just the best part about going which to is the yeah, which is about going to baseball. And with basketball, you might as well sit in the suite, and it's great great seats. So. You know that's that's the way it is, but you know, still uh, never been to the party deck. I if, there, if there is such a place, did you go to the party deck this year? Yeah, of course. Really? You know, it's funny is uh, the like, I guess it's where the party deck is, but when you go to like opening day, they, yeah. uh, you know how they shut down like the top part of Coors Field for most of the games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, when you go to opening day, right? It's sold out, mm-hmm. and those beer taps have literally not been used in a year. <laughs> so, like, you go up there and you get that beer, like the, oh, yeah. I, the like, and it's just the, the most disgusting. Grimy like, it beer. just tastes Ugh. like mold because, like, all those tubes have not been cleaned. Delicious. Oh, <laughs> Don't think they're cleaning the tubes. <laughs> no. Oh, that's we need to get John Taffer down there. <laughs> Taffer will freak out Who's on this guy. Who's John? Bar Rescue. John Taffer. Oh. You, yeah. don't, you don't know Bar Rescue? No. Oh, my God, Jeff. No. You bastards. Is that on... Uh, Mon and Island. Is that on the... It's on Spike Alti- TV, on man. It's on Spike. I don't watch Spike, He's bro. like a giant guy with a... He, he's balding, but he doesn't want to admit it, so he's kind of got the hair up there slicked back, and he spends an hour shouting at people. He's like 6'5", 260 pounds. Oh. I've been working in the bar street for 34 years! Oh. Never seen anything like Is this! Is he British? He's British. No, that's Restaurant Impossible. Oh. Yeah. Different the show. same yeah. exact show, though? Yeah, basically. Very close, show. except <laughs> Bar Rescue. British. Bar Rescue has no budget. Uh, Restaurant Impossible is a $10,000 budget. Bar Rescue, 
they might put in like seventy five thousand to like I don't know hundred thousand dollars into your bar. It's awesome when they get done. Oh, and then Taffer owns a piece of it. So uh, <laughs> probably like 90%. why would you why would you do that then? <laughs> why would you submit your show to be this like no this this because guy is like, yelling at me now because they're like we <laughs> we have enough money to pay uh, until well we're shutting the doors April tenth so. <laughs> Taffer is and let me guess, they it. always get it done with like at least three days to spare. It's totally easy. But it's just stressful just like, the whole time. They just get it done. It's, everything goes like clockwork. And then they, you know, they just kind of spend a few days tidying up. And then but they do, like, they do dry run. It's a great show. You guys got to watch it. They do a dry run like before they redo the bar to see how competent the staff is. And they pack the place. Like this shitty bar has been getting 10 people on a Friday. So they bring like 100 people in, and the staff freaks out because they've never dealt with a crowd before. And then Taffer just screaming to people, and then finally just goes, shut it down! <laughs> We're closed for the night. We're shutting it down. And he brings everybody in and screams at him, you don't know how to make a drink. You don't know how to do this or that. It's phenomenal. I keep waiting for some really large like podcast rescue guy to come out from around the corner. <laughs> Be like, shut it down! Shut it down! You imbeciles! Shut it down. This idiot here doesn't know what he's talking about. Ross, let me ask you this question. So I listened to Bill Burr had a podcast the other day. On Monday? On a Monday, yes. It was a Monday morning podcast. He was talking about going to the Warriors-Clippers game at Staples Center, and he was talking about the experience of being at a game and being like, you have this DJ playing music, blaring, and this PA guy screaming at you to make noise, and this and that, and T-shirts firing out in here. Did you like the experience of being at Pepsi Center for a basketball game? Like, do you like the actual experience not paying any attention to what's going on in the court, but everything, the atmosphere, everything around I just it. don't know why they can't play a little Toto. Like, why does dun, everything dun, have to dun, be dun, a little dun, wheezy? Dun, dun. Play some Toto. Play some <laughs> Eagles. You know what I mean? I hear the dumbs echoing that your question? Tonight. By the way, the experience is great in the suite. Yeah. Because I watch Seinfeld on the TV. <laughs> Seinfeld reruns. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Seinfeld reruns. Do you um, watch it is, Seinfeld? It is kind of pandemonium, and it's and it's kind of like the the one thing they don't do <laughs> is they don't adjust adjust the speakers, you know, for you know how many people are in the stadium. Like, Ooh, good you know point. what I mean? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. if there's <laughs> twenty seven thousand people screaming, the speakers need to be louder. If there's eight hundred people just kind of eating nachos, it like hurts your ears because it's like. Yeah, <laughs> they should they should adjust that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a good point. That's a really good point. This is true. This is true. And then what is the deal with the marching band in the corner? Oh, that's a new thing that's, at Pepsi uh, Center. That's, that's Broncos like, was, have the drum line. Was up? One thing that was not needed was the the marching band that doesn't march. <laughs> they just sit there. The Broncos have the drum line. I mean, I'm sure though, same thing. I mean, it's outdoors. Yeah, good point. I mean, point. drums. Inside, very loud. Yeah. And when I went to the Clippers game, thank you, uh, Nate. What's your name? Jeff. Oh, my God. And Tim Gelt. <laughs> Tim Gelt. I was sitting. There were great seats, but I was pretty much right in front of that damn drum thing. And like I said, there were 700 people there. And uh, it was like a Wednesday. And uh, it hurt my ears. And I ended up in some bar that served really shitty whiskey. Was it the uh, the Wiser's Rye? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the y- it used to be the Tuaka Chill Zone. <laughs> it's funny we were <laughs> we were up there and some guy walks up. He's like, "You guys have any Jameson?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, they don't. It's, it's Wiser's Rye. <laughs> you got to get to the club level, man." 
they have a uh, big borrow like, and steel. It's like it's whiskey clay. with like uh, like uh, sugar in it with flavoring. It's so disgusting. And it was measure out. That's my problem. Like if you go get an actual cocktail at a stadium, like they have like a shot glass where they measure out how much they're giving you. Ooh, I just came from Salt Lake, and they have uh, little machines that meter the booze. You were in bars in Salt Lake? Tell me about these bars, because I'm interested to hear what a bar is like in Salt Lake. Yeah, almost all of those rumors you heard are not true. Like you have to sign in and sign for a bottle or something? You have to show your ID when you walk in. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Oh, but here is a funny thing. Let's say you want a Tito's and soda, okay? Let's say you want two Tito's and soda. Well, you can't do that. Let's say you want, yeah, so like you can't order two of the same drinks. Let's say you want, okay, so then you say, all right, I'll do a Tito's and soda with a shot of Tito's. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's against the law. But if you get a Tito's and soda and a shot of whiskey, totally fine. Because they're not the same thing. They're afraid you're going to make a double? I guess. So you can't or, order a double from what I've heard. You can't well. do that's doubles. A, that's a, I've also heard that that's you an can't, odd thing. I've also heard you can't like be walking around with a drink in your hand, just kind of loitering. You have to be like seated. <laughs> that's what a comedian said on his podcast. That's not true. He said he was asked, Burt Kreischer said he was asked to like so, sit down. Okay, so like at the hotel bar, right? It must, it's like a different license. So you go up there, you're like, you can only have one drink at a time, and you have to order food. So they literally have a menu item that is meant just... For you, so you can buy a beer. It's chips and salsa, two dollars, and they didn't even bring it out to me. Do you have to do that every time you order a drink? No, no. Okay, I was like, Jesus, just actually, scamming the shit. Actually, out of I America. don't know because I think I just had one beer, but like it was laughable. They didn't even bring me the chips and salsa because they knew I had no desire for chips and salsa. But so would you have are. eaten the chips and salsa if they would have brought it? Probably, Of right? course. Chips <laughs> yeah. and salsa are the of course. best. You got ripped off, my friend. <laughs> Damn you, courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that only, uh, I mean, if you went to like a different bar in Salt Lake. So it's like a it difference between different. like a restaurant license and a tavern license. Yeah. They have similar licenses here. Like yeah. in most places where you buy, they have to have a certain percentage of food. Sales, yeah, like yeah. you know, like but at a tavern, I guess you don't. I mean, I don't know what they are, but but uh, yeah, there's something else I was gonna say about Salt Lake that's weird. Oh, tons of Mormons, uh, really? Yeah. Like there, and Very um, about the nicest people you'll ever meet. It's so funny did how you, we consider did, did it to be like a different country. Did you encounter any jazz? <laughs> That's interesting. You know, I expect there to be a jazz club on every corner. I, I, rumor has it you stayed near the Vivint. Yeah, across the street center. Didn't that it used is. to be the Delta Center, the Energy yeah, Solutions yeah, yeah. Arena. Yeah, the Delta Center. The Delta, like Delta Airlines. Yeah, it used to be the so. Delta Center. Ooh. Um, it's back when they were going to the finals. Salt Lake City, very nice place. Vivint Arena looks cool. It's pretty. It's you should take place. some Nuggets gear next time you're out there and go to a jazz game and just wear all Nuggets gear and see what oh. the experience is like, and then we'll podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> like they took me out back <laughs> and they stabbed me. <laughs> they surrounded me and then invited me to their home <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> Be interested to know what it's like. They told I mean, me about their family's genealogical history, which was very extensive. You know what almost makes it worth like <laughs> worth it to move to Salt very Lake? Extensive. Like I might move to Salt Lake City just for the traffic. And the In and Out Burger that's there. 
I, 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 what's the deal with In-N-Out Burger? What, what is going on? It's with like the best thing ever. It's like fine. It's good. It's, it's, you know, it's not worth going like a I live, block out of you've, your way. You've been to Vegas too, and you haven't gone. To I've been to In-N-Out Burger, and I was excited, <laughs> and I was like, "This just tastes like a burger from like Wendy's." I live less than a less than a mile. I live less than a mile away from Five Guys Burger, and I've been there two times in the like. It's fine. A year and a half it's been open. It's I'm like, fine. dude, if you lived in Salt Lake, when you go there every day and become a huge <laughs> freaking like obese person, what was it? When trained they... out of your house? You know, there's I places can't that stop eating it. So I live in Parker, and for some reason, Parker. I grew up in Parker. Hey, oh. they, for Ponderosa. some reason, they only have like fourth and fifth rate <laughs> fast food restaurants. Like they don't have like a Wendy's. They have like uh, Twisters. Parker. Yeah, they don't what have. What happened to the Wendy's? It used to be right on like a. Uh, like, uh, what is that? I don't know. There's yeah, there's one on Jordan. But, like, you drive down yeah. Parker Road, and there's, like, a Twisters and uh, hell is Twisters? a Neaters and uh, Carl's Jr. You know the rapper? Like, it's named after him. All these, like... Dude, when Carl's Jr. opened... All these opened, fast food and, restaurants you've never been to or heard of. Carl's Jr. opened in, like, my junior high school. We had a closed campus. People wanted to kill to get to that place. I went there the other day. It's awesome. And it is the worst hamburger it's ever. terrible had. now. So disgusting. It's so greasy. It's not even like greasy to me is a good quality. But I mean, for it's a burger, like, it's like I keep telling people the, the some of the best burgers I've ever had in Denver are the Jim's Burger Haven, really good six inch burgers. Is that on Broadway? Uh, no, there's one. It's there's one. Uh, on... Is it in fucking Thornton? Are you trying to get us up there again? <laughs> We're not going to Thornton. Jeff. There's no. There's one in Arvada. I'm sorry. Um, there's not one, going there. Either. There's one in Thornton. But anyway, they're really good, and uh, but they're not they're not like greasy greasy, but they're really good. Um, but then you get those those go to those hamburger joints where it's just like you open the open the wrapping and it's in and it literally see through because that's so much. Yeah, that's good. Can that's we, a good thing. Can we all agree that Smashburger is shit? I've been to Smashburger in a while. I you know what the, the problem with them is everything is a la carte and, and they smash just, all the flavor yeah. out of it. It's horrible. It's yeah, I don't like it. Um, I like Park Burger. Park Burger. Park Never burger. heard of it. Yeah, Lark good. Burger? Park Burger. Lark Burger. What the, is the deal Lark with Burger's Lark Burger? Lark Burger's good. No, I mean, why, why is it so small? There's a restaurant that was... It's uh, like, yeah, it's expensive, but it's also really small. Oh, really? I've never been to Lark Burger. There was a Lark Burger near Lark my house piece. that went out of business. And French fries, by the way. <laughs> it's because people in Thornton are like, Skinny this French fries? This much for that much? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to burn this place <laughs> to the ground. By the way, you know how French fries are... Orders of the king. ...are better the bigger they are? You know, like steak fries, like... Waffle fries. Oof, I don't These like are the good fries. String fries yeah. are for the birds. Damn it. You don't like string fries? Nobody likes string fries. I like them. I don't like string fries, but I don't like a big fry. Like, what about curly fries? Like, big. Killer. I mean, oh, I like cur- everyone likes curly fries. Arby's curly they're fun. fries? Killer. Arby's is, has good fries. That's true. Yeah, they have better Everything potato else cakes, they have is though. disgusting. They have better potato cakes. If I'm, if I'm getting cake, I'm going to like a cake place. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go to a cake place, and I'm gonna ask him for a potato cake. Yeah, you I'm, give me this potato cake, and uh, we'll talk. I'm going across I'm the, the street to Gucci Desserts and ordering something over there, <laughs> handcrafted, handcrafted, solo owned, amazing yeah. spot. Jeez, you guys watch House of Cards? You know, uh, Twitter friend Brooke Kale, who we all three should know. Ross, yes. you may not because you're psychotic. Um, she also might be, by the way. Uh, she was saying on Twitter the other day that season four of House of Cards is amazing. I bowed out of season three by like episode four. I rewatched season three. 
It sucked, didn't it? So goddamn bad. Thank you. All right. So goddamn bad. I've been so close to going back and watching it again, saying I need to give it another chance. Like, I just can't figure out what they were doing. Season four just keeps going with the badness. Really? Just keeps going. Just boring. Like, you know how many times? I heard by episode four, my jaw will drop. I said, this isn't spoiling anything or anything. But I was like, this is so damn boring. This is so damn boring. This is so damn boring. Oh, my God. You're not going to make me watch a goddamn State of the Union speech in the middle of my television show. Sure enough, Francis Underwood given a State of the Union speech. Uh, you're not like they make Was it you trying to be like political. They make you watch CNN. Like, I mean, maybe there are people that are like just they love politics. Like they love like we love sports. So like I'll put on ESPN and it's just on Sports Center or whatever. Right. But like they're like. Whenever I turn on CNN, I just want to instantly kill myself, or I have to change the channel before I kill myself. Right. So like every five seconds in in uh, House of Cards, it's like a fake CNN broadcast, and it's like, why am I watching this? Why has he not? I, I won't spoil it. But see, when he was killing journalists left and right, that was a good show. See, I tried to get yeah. Nate. I mean, I tried to get Nate into my my. Uh, uh, Norwegian political drama. <laughs> I did see you had a Snapchat of it the other night, and there was like a five or six second segment where I was like, "Hey, that might look all right." It's it's a good show. It, it's it's it called? called Occupied, oh. and it's about this Norwegian, uh, well, Nor- Norwegian Norway, who uh, like <laughs> this is this is like this future where they How like do you say that they get rid of a Norwegian Norwegian they get rid of Nor- all their oil production Norwegite Norwegite. And the European Union comes in and takes over their country. Oh. They get rid of oil production? Well, of yeah, course they, you can, because you're in Norway. You can bike everywhere in that small Yeah, and, and, and the no, no, European... Is, Norway does a lot of oil. And you know, all, and, offshore and then stuff. The, the EU comes in and says, Russia is now going to take over your country. And Oh, it's, God. It's, uh, it is an amazing... Polit- if you like political dramas... I bet you Norway is probably pretty easy to take over. I'm thinking we could probably get four you know, or five other guys. And that do you know what I noticed ours. about them? Is you just that, walk over and you'd be like, we're taking it over. And they're just I, like, I have a cousin who this lives. This is an outrage. I have a cousin who lives in Norway. <laughs> this is an outrage. This will not stand. <laughs> I have a cousin who, America, lives in, come lives, save us. who lives in Norway, and they say that 80% of the population speaks English. Well, of course this they is do. an outrage. Of course they do. They said not as much in, as in Sweden. You know, Sweden has less of a percentage, but Norway, they like all speaking. Of course, nobody speaks Norwegian. I don't even know. Norwegia? Is that a natural language? I thought they just spoke English there. It's on its way out, thank God. <laughs> on its way out. It's, it's, <laughs> they're like, they're like the Danish. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be that. I didn't know they had an actual language. I've never heard of Norwegian speak. It's not, I mean, it's not nice sounding. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's, it's like you Finnish, know what they which do? is basically You know what Russian. they say? It's like, they say, hello. Yeah, it's Hello. English. Yeah. It's one of those languages where like, like every English. every fifth word is the same word that it is in English. <laughs> and then true. everything else is not even close. Oh, yeah. So like you're just sitting around well, and just uh, like blah, 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 basketball. Blah, 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 blah. Well, it says like, as you know. The... It's kind of like what I hear when I you listen to you guys talk. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But it's just like when, you know, when they. Blah, 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 Pau Gasol. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Isn't that where like with the, the Swedish, uh, the, you know, the Vikings like invaded England. And that's the combination of whatever they were speaking in England and um, 
what the Vikings were speaking was in, turned out to be English. Swedes make a good meatball, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, they make a good um, chair. Great chairs. Some of the best. Rocking chairs? Unreal. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Are we going to talk about the Nuggets? Um, no. Apparently not. <laughs> I don't think we can. Ross probably has to get home to his family. We're over I an probably hour. should go see my family. It's been about 24 hours. Yeah, Salt Lake. So since you do business in Salt Lake, are you allowed to take on more wives, or is that frowned upon? Um, I could do whatever I want. <laughs> I choose to only have one wife. <laughs> I choose to be monogamous. <laughs> I mean, why would you want more than one wife? <laughs> Nobody knows. Million-dollar question. I just not a... Yeah, why would <laughs> if you if you were like a wife? Why would you want more than one husband? If you're a, if you you know or man, why would you want more than one you know wife? If you like were in a relationship, why would you want like a man like homosexual relationship? Why would you want more than like twenty five at the same time? Yeah, the way I hear it, most married people are just happy to like get away from their significant other. Sometimes, do you guys ever watch Big Love? Yeah, with, I did. Uh, David Duchovny. <sighs> What? No, that's Californication. Oh, Californication. Not even close to the same show. Not even, Both not even close, really. Both excellent. Yeah. But Big Love. That was a good show and the, probably the best ending of a series ever. I didn't follow all the way through. Better than so Six Feet Under? I still haven't gotten through didn't that. I didn't follow that all the way through either. Yeah. Have you guys um, seen Vinyl on HBO? Nah, good. Mm-hmm. Scorsese and Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger's son is one of the actors in it. Um... No, not very good. I'm <laughs> I'm almost out on it. Like some of these guys, well, like like uh, Fincher, put his name on House of Cards, and he directed the first few episodes, and it was awesome. But then after that, he's like, "Okay, I'm done." Now it's like I don't even know. It's just it's boring. But uh, I mean, Scorsese, he's just like, "Yeah, you can use my name." So you guys, yeah. you guys, <laughs> I feel that way. You guys still haven't seen from Dust Till Dawn the series? No. Um, I did watch an episode of that. It was horrific. Couldn't watch it. So. <laughs> It's uh, it's not well acted. It's outlandish. But um, v- vinyl, like vinyl, takes place. It's supposed to be the transition from like '60s and early '70s music into like the '70s '80s music. You know, where they're trying to like punk's starting to come in. Hip hop's kind of being, you know, so just starting out. Is CBGB in it? Did you guys ever? Did you CBGB? Watch that movie? CBGB? No clue what that is. CBGB it was a is club an excellent in, movie on New York. It was up like in, in the Harbinger. No, I'm talking about the movie, not the actual place. No You're clue. the only one who could have possibly been to that place. <laughs> I, was at, I, was at, I was at Studio 54 as well. We were but dancing to disco CBGB's all night. a movie starring <laughs> Alan Rickman, Jared Leto. R.I.P. Uh, some other guys. It's and it's about cast. I like, that cast. like the formation of punk. And what I, it's funny because I thought that movie was like kind of like uh, it had a Scorsese feel. Like it was almost like a Scorsese movie, but then with all these like other like um, like comic book. Uh, I don't know how to put it. Like effects. Like kind of mm-hmm. like that movie with with uh, Michael Cena where he plays the uh, you know he has like the seven girlfriends that he fights or whatever. But anyway, CBGB is a good movie. I recommend it. Seeing a weird Martin Scorsese movie. Have you guys seen Bringing Out the Dead no. with uh, Nicolas Cage? Scors- that's a Scorsese movie. Yeah, is that that ambulance movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have seen that. Some is of a weird ass. Really movie. old. It's a strange Ooh, one. Nineties. Yeah. Hmm. 
I recently it, just this watched, is a weird movie. Just watched Spotlight the other day. I've seen That's a good Room movie. recently. Spotlight was damn good. It was damn good. Excellent. I mean, if you like, I mean, if you like journalism, it's really like all the President's Men. You know? Oh, all the President's Men was way better. Yeah. but Spotlight we, was. We all guess, the President's Men might be my favorite movie. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Um, but uh, what? I was gonna say, were you surprised that Stallone did not win? Best Supporting Actor, and then I it went to the, the guy from Bridge of Spies, which I recently saw as well. Bridge of Spies was fine. Yeah. I didn't think okay. it was worthy of any awards. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Okay. Not at all. Like, when I heard that that guy won, I was like, I don't even remember him. I think that Ruffalo should have got Best Supporting Actor. For Spotlight? Yeah. He was good, man. That was a different character for him, too. Like, it he was. He played a, yeah. a different kind of character. Yeah, I, I, I like that movie. And, and then, like, I don't know if you guys watched the Oscars, but I had, uh, Mad Max was winning all these awards. Hell yeah. Mad Max was badass. And it was, like, it was like for visual effects and, you know, all that stuff. Is it and weird that that movie came my out Snapchat so early last year? Yes, I did. I'm wearing a poodle upon my head. <laughs> Costume designer chick that had yes. that just gray mop. Yes. Fantastic. What were you saying? You guys see The Martian? Yes. Martian was good. So I like, good. Dude, I've watched Mad Max like 10 to 15 times. Really? I can't stop watching. And you always say, what a lovely day. <laughs> I don't actually repeat that line a lot, but I love that movie. It was a good line. It's a, I, I, I liked The Martian a lot. So good. It was really, really good. Right. Uh, uh, Matt Damon did a great job. Is it rewatchable? I've heard it's rewatchable, but I don't know if I'll rewatch it. For sure. It. It's a rewatchable it movie. It's just a movie that you watch and you don't get bummed out. You already, you already know how it's going to end, pretty much, and it's just good, clean fun. It's it's like a it's it's a special effects movie that doesn't seem like a special effects movie. I mean, like Interstellar oh, was not that special effecty. Yeah, but I mean, like recreating a lot of the Martian landscape. And yeah, just go like to that, yeah. Nevada, especially at the end where they're in space. Well, that's how I felt about Mad Max. Like I felt that it was. I'm not big into like just straight action movies anymore. I tend to go towards like dramas, but that movie was just captivating from start to finish. It was. It was just like, and people, somebody I'd read somewhere, somebody was like, well, there's really no plot to it. And I'm like, are you stupid? There was a great plot to that movie. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, yeah, very, there weren't, it was very linear, right? I mean, literally. Literally, yeah. It's extremely linear. But that movie just like started, and then you just like kind of get a, Grin on your face, and then two hours later, you're like, "I'm excited for just, like the next three of them." Just happy. Oh, are they doing a bunch more? I think so. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're gonna make more of those. That's of the plan. I That's what they do. If something works, did you guys? I can't wait for well, Spotlight it's, Two. It's still the it's still the same. <laughs> We're looking at the juice, man. <laughs> yeah. They just take down every religion. <laughs> But the You'll never that, get the Mormons, though. Those guys taking, are squeaky taking, clean. It's the same. Sexual molestation of children to a different level. But Mad Max <laughs> is the, uh, it's the same guy that did the first three, or the first two, I think. I don't know if he did the third one or not. But the same villain from the first one was Immortan Joe in this one. Wait, I tried to watch Mad Max. They're so bad. So bad. With, with what? What do you mean with... Uh, it was like... With Mel. With Mel? Yeah. Like, I was just like, it's, what? They're yeah. very Australian. Like running down that hill in a forest to go to the it's beach. Like, it's kind of like just a person who's not good at making movies made a movie. Yeah, and he got better. And they uh, were just like crashing later. cars, which is cool. Like, I bet that's probably why people liked it because nobody ever did that before. Well, that was the fun thing. Or about, Australians are just very simple, yeah. simple people. That was a cool thing. Excluding about watching... the Australians that listen to, of course, of course, of course. 
But the the fun thing about watching this recent one was you look at the was it the War Machine? Is that what that thing was called? War Rig? I don't know. The big truck that that uh, uh, who's the chick? Shalice Theron drives mm. the semi that she's driving. You look at it, and as I'm watching it, you're like. Oh, shit. The gas pedal is the foot measure that you'd find at any shoe store. <laughs> like, that's what that's made of. And then you look at the turret stations on that thing, and they're Volkswagen Beetles that they'd, like, cut in half. Like, you're looking at it, and you're like, how did they make these? And they just made mashed-up vehicles. It's just mashups of stuff. And it's like, holy shit. Like, this was really well done. And, yeah, of course they didn't just make some big machine. They just welded stuff together that they found, you know? Yeah. It was awesome. Did it you, was incredible. Did you guys see Spectre? Yeah. What'd you think? I keep thinking when you say Spectre that it's like some cool movie I didn't know about. And then you're like, oh, it's 007. I'm like, James oh, that's shit. Yeah. All those Daniel Screw Craig those. Bond movies basically sucked. And You didn't like Christina Roland? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christina it was awful. Really? Like, but you know what was awesome about Spectre was that first opening scene. With the helicopter? I'm sure we've talked about yeah. it. Well, no. Not like the helicopter had ended with it, but that when he's walking down the street and it was just a single shot take. All the way up into the hotel. Oh, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. And then... Single shots are fun. I mean, that was badass. But yeah. then after that, like, why... Like, there's nothing cool. Like, he's not cool anymore. Like, he's just, like, a guy who's really good at running, and he's really good at driving cars and fighting. Yeah, it's and cool it just technology. goes from... It just goes from car chase to foot chase to helicopter chase to boat chase to motorcycle like just back to back to back to back did you like the uh, over. pierce brosnan ones better hell yeah like uh golden eye i gotta agree with smooth. joe rogan here though if pierce brosnan is 007 it's unbelievable because james bond shouldn't be a guy that you can beat up <laughs> see joe rogan all right come on so like isn't that the whole point of james bond is that like? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, that Sean Connery didn't look like a guy that you, you know was going to take you out, out back and beat he you was up. Mr. How about Universe how about Idris Elba? You can't beat up that guy. Idris Elba, I love Idris Elba. Yeah, he's going to rule this Bond. He's, he's going to be the that? next Bond, supposedly, right? Is he? You guys not heard this? Because on the internet, somebody was just like, <laughs> I think somebody was just like, you know what? It's bullshit that all the James Bonds have been white, and then they were like, Idris Elba should do it, and then. Because he's British. I love, That's my liberal impersonation. I love Idris Elba. He's a, f- a great actor. You've seen Luther. Hell yeah. yeah. Love Luther. And, and Nate couldn't get through Luther. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah. It's very British. Very it British. Just, it was like, is this girl made up that he's seen? Is she not? I, I yeah, can't figure I still it out. can't figure that out either. You, have you really? Seen, Jesus. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, have you seen Inspector Morris? No. Oh, my God. Is Idris Elba in it? He is not. It, no. It's, uh, but it, it is. It is really good. No, it's an old white man. It is. <laughs> it's British. I mean, they're all old white men. <laughs> so Idris Elba was in the office. He was awesome. Oh yeah, he was the. Uh, oh like, yeah, guest uh, boss or something. He was in. Uh, dude, he's been in a lot of movies. The Wire, obviously, greatest role of all time. Did you guys watch Beasts of No Nation? Mm-hmm. No. It's about child uh, soldiers in Africa. Like Blood Diamond? I've seen Blood Diamond. It's not the same. It's a different show. It's on Netflix. It's a movie. Is it better or worse? Can't, I haven't seen it. I was asking you guys. You've never so. seen Blood Diamond? Oh, I've seen Blood Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that movie. You know who who no. got in trouble for Blood Diamonds? 
Or pretend, you know, not blood diamonds. Dikembe yeah. Mutombo <laughs> for Palumbo. Jean-Jacques Wan Mutombo. I thought it was a uh, mining thing. It was I a love diamond. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I guess that was it. Poor Dikembe. Poor Dikembe. Right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get out of here now that we've talked for 20 minutes about movies and then another half hour about nothing and then Broncos? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Sorry, Simeon. Nuggets fans are going to be angry. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, the future of the Broncos. Trevor Simeon is a saint. Shout out to all my Simeon. Denver Stiffs, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>